Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, every one of you, all my baby broads, dad broads, mom broads. Hot broads, dumb broads, whatever you identify as, I'm just so glad that you're here. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for placing me inside of your ear holes. I am very excited about today's episode. I know it's a good, I know it's going to be a good one when I'm reading all of the submissions and I am like picking one after the other after the other. Every now and then I like have to kind of dig to make sure I have enough responses for the episode, but this is not one of those times. I had plenty of submissions that uh, were just a new level of outrageous. And I can't wait to get to them. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but we have some housekeeping housekeeping before we begin. I've had a lot of questions this past week that I want to answer. One of them is, what are your cat's names? Because it's one of the questions to get into the Facebook group. And my cats are named Soybean and Tofu. So if you were stuck on that question, waiting to get into the Facebook group, now you're in. You're in, baby. Uh, The second thing that I got asked a lot this week is when do submission forms go up for us to submit our stories for the next week's episode? And I used to do it kind of sporadically, and now I'm on a better schedule, so I feel fine telling you guys this. I don't like to be like stuck to a schedule, like just in case things don't work out that week. But this is just this is subject to change. I'm just going to say that. But typically, if there is a question that needs submissions for an episode, that will go up on Tuesday. It will go up on the Tuesday before the episode, so like six days before. So keep an eye on my Instagram. It's just at the bad broadcast. Um, those questions with the the link to the submission form will be up on Tuesday. So if you keep missing them and you don't know when they're going up, just plan on Tuesday. I mean, unless I change it anytime soon, which who knows, but it's been on Tuesdays for the last few months. So for now, we're keeping it then. The next thing is something that I would like to get mad at you guys for. And it's how many people, how many people, Click on the submission form. Okay. I usually do it in a Google Doc. So I post a, I post the summary of what the prompt is. And then I post a Google Doc for you guys to click on and submit it. You guys, if it doesn't load the first time, just close it and try one more time. Just just try one more time before you message me and say, it, the, it says page not found. It's not loading. 
sometimes it gets a little clogged up because there's people answer a lot of people answering at the same time. So just exit out. Well, here, here are your, your steps that you need to take. One, be cool. Okay. Two, exit out. Three, try again. Four, if that doesn't work, just give it one more shot. I promise it's still active. I check on it to make sure it's still alive and everything. But if it says page not found, it's just needs to be refreshed. And if I had a dollar for every time somebody said it's not working, and then two seconds later they message me again, they say, "Oh, just kidding. I I figured out. How to, I figured it out. Just just do the figuring out before the messaging of Maddie." Okay. But that's really all you guys are in trouble for this week. Uh, if there's any other punishment I need to dole out, I'll let you know. Okay, now I have a couple of Maddie thoughts for you. I just have two. If you're just joining us for the first time, a Maddie thought is exactly what it sounds like. It's just something that I thought about that I wanted to tell you guys. And the first one is that Mayhem, Mayhem, you know, the guy Mayhem from the Allstate commercials, he's hot. He's hot. And um, we need to stop acting like he's not hot. Um, and that's really all I have to say about that. I don't want to elaborate. And the second broad thought, or Maddie thought that I had, Maddie thought when it's from me, broad thought when it's from you guys. Uh, the other Maddie thought I had is that we should all watch next season of Love is Blind with a blindfold on. So then we don't even know what they look like. We are also playing the game. And then we can picture them in our mind. And then when they meet, we all collectively take off our blindfold. Wouldn't that be funny? I actually, as I was working through this, I just thought maybe they should make it a podcast for the first like six episodes. And then when they finally meet each other, then they they switch over to Netflix. Um, I'd like to see more of that in the future. Podcast, TV show, crossover. Like, I feel like there's, okay, this is just a random tangent that has nothing to do with Love is Blind, but I just feel like there's so many cool things that we can do with podcasts now. Like, yeah, TV show, podcast, overlap. I also, I don't know if this exists, but this is something that I want to do because I wanted to do a Twilight deep dive forever. I actually considered doing it this week. I kind of started the episode and then this this topic that we're doing today was just too good. So I had to I had to put it off again. But I wanted to like watch the movie and record in real time, like as I'm watching the movie. And then you guys can put on your headphones and watch or like just have one headphone in, like maybe keep one ear out. And then you guys can watch the movie with my commentary in real time. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that exists. I don't even know if it's possible. Uh, Nick, my producer, if you're listening to this, it, let me know if that's real. Let me know if that's a thing that could actually happen. Because if if it has not been invented yet and I just thought of it, I'm going to do it. Okay, moving right along. Now we're ready for our topic. So like I said, I was almost going to do a Twilight deep dive this week, which of course I will still do at some point. I was then going to do a Love is Blind recap. And I I put the poll on the Facebook group. I do want to say, I put the poll on the Facebook group, like, should I do a Twilight deep dive or a Love is Blind recap? And somebody added their own answer. And that answer was, <laughs> it was a Harry Potter Hunger Games Twilight two-hour special deep dive. And that was the vote that won on the Facebook page. And I don't even really know what that is. I don't even know what a Hunger Games, Harry Potter, Twilight, deep dive, two hour special would look like. So I'm going to need some time to work that out before I present it to you guys. Thankfully, we had this amazing suggestion from a listener named Heather. 
Heather messaged me this and it was so good. It's stuck in my brain and I had to do it. So the topic that we landed on is foot in mouth moments. And I like really, really tried to figure out a different phrase to say for that. But everybody knows what you're talking about when you say like, oh, she put her foot in her mouth. Like when you say something accidentally super offensive, like the most common one. And I don't think I included any in here because it was like it's happened to all of us when you make a your mom joke, you know, when somebody says like, oh, your mom is stupid or whatever. And then the person is like, well, my mom died. And that's a very common thing that's happened to all of us. Those are the foot and mouth moments, the moments that that you're in a full cold sweat lying awake in bed because you cannot believe that you said something so dumb and embarrassing. Or like I've had it before where like I run into somebody and I'm like, oh my gosh, I saw that you just got engaged. Like that's so exciting. And then they're like, yeah, we just, we just broke it off actually. And you're like, and then you will lay awake for three to four years thinking, I cannot believe that I said that. I'm so stupid. Those are the moments that we're talking about. And again, I had a lot of submissions to this one, but I know, I know that you guys are just like me and you're going to appreciate all of these. <laughs> so I think that's all I have. That is, that's all I have. I'm trying to look through my notes. Is there anything else? Oh, I did want to tell one of my personal foot in mouth moments. That was, that was what I wanted to kick off with. I do have like two that have happened in my life that I, I literally can't tell on the podcast. I can't even tell like people that they happened. They were so bad and so embarrassing that I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Don't ask me to do it. I cannot revisit those memories, but I did have a foot and mouth moment that ended up being okay. And this one I can share. So it was at uh, one of my jobs and this was probably like, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago. And I was talking to my boss who I loved, still love her to this day. Her name's Alex. And I went into Alex's office and we were talking, we were just talking about something random. I don't even know. We got on the topic of pregnancy and having kids. And for some reason, I asked the question, have you ever been pregnant? Now, let me, let me just dive into why this is probably the worst question you could ever ask anybody. One, I knew that Alex didn't have kids. Okay. I I knew that she didn't have kids. She was single at the time. Well, she wasn't single. She had a boyfriend, but she did not have any kids. And I knew that, which obviously she could say no to it. Have you ever, no, I've never been pregnant, but it's a weird phrasing because if the answer is yes, I know she doesn't have kids. So either she was pregnant and either miscarried or something like something happened, you know? So why on earth did I ask, have you ever been pregnant? I don't know, but thank everything whatever you believe in, thank that, that she actually was about to tell me that she was currently pregnant with her first baby. I cannot believe that it ended up happening that way because it really could have been so bad. Like, I feel like she could have been like, yeah, I got pregnant when I, you know, when I was 20 and lost it or whatever. Like it could have been so bad, but it was actually weirdly perfect because I said, have you ever been pregnant? She started bawling. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did something really bad. And then she was like, I was just going to tell you that I'm pregnant and I haven't told anybody. And it ended up being a really good moment. Thank goodness. Okay. So now let's begin. I want you guys all to really settle in. Make sure you have some light, airy clothes on because you're about to cringe sweat into oblivion. Here we go. Let's begin. She says, one time my family and I were on a family vacation to Florida. We were on our we were on our way to Disney World and had to get on a toll road freeway on our way there. 
We pulled up to the toll station and my dad collected the money to hand the toll collector. My dad was just barely out of arm's reach to the man. And he jokingly said, oh, you can't reach, huh? (laughs) The man did not have an arm. My dad didn't even notice. We drove away and my brother's mom and I were mortified. So he was like reaching money out and the guy was just standing there and he was like, what, you can't reach? And the guy was like, "Uh, yeah, I actually can't because I only have one arm. Also, speaking of one arm, a lot of responses to my story last week about the guy who made me call him Stumpy in front of everybody. And like several people were like, this sounds like my uncle. He's done this before. Or a couple of people were like, this is my husband's best friend for sure. Or like my husband loves to do that and whatever, all these things. I'm a little worried about how many people you all know that would make a hostess yell stumpy in front of a crowd of people. But just a little disclaimer, anybody that I've ever met with one arm is the coolest person I've ever met. What is it with people with one arm? You are the coolest, most chill people I've ever met. I'm just going to move on. I don't know why I'm lingering so much on this topic. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Jenny Kane. You guys, you guys know that I don't like to be super fussy when it comes to my clothes. I like just basic pieces that are going to last a long time, that are comfortable. I don't like a lot of extra bells and whistles, if you will. So I'm trying to focus on high quality, ultra stylish staples that I can wear with everything. And Jenny Kane is the answer for that. Jenny Kane has taken the guesswork out of getting dressed with luxurious yet comfortable style essentials. I'm just kind of trying to step out of my current style into a new like easy breezy California cool. You know, I would describe my current style as like 12 year old boy who loves to skateboard. And I promise you, Jenny Kane is full easy breezy California cool. They have a bunch of signature pieces. They have their cocoon cardigan, which is the one that I have. They have a shearling slide sandal, a shearling mule, or a shearling lined mock clog. And uh, anything that's shearling lined, yes, please, because apparently winter is never ending, which is great. Adding Jenny Kane to your wardrobe will instantly make you feel like the best dressed version of yourself, which is what I always want to feel like and can never quite accomplish on my own. So find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off of your first order when you use the code BAD at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code BAD. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Truebill. Do you want to know what uh, I hate? I'm sure you do because you're here listening to this podcast. So let me tell you something that I hate. I hate when I forget about a subscription or a free trial and then I look at my bank account and it's charged me all this money that I didn't even realize I had signed up for. Do you want to know why they do that? Because it's a scam. It's a scam. They're trying to get us and we're going to fight the power. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or maybe you just forgot about them. On average, people save over $700 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. So you just link all your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. You really don't realize how much of your money is going towards subscriptions until you start canceling them and you're like, just flush with cash that you didn't even know you were missing. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million. 
So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash bad. Go right now because you could save thousands of dollars a year. That's truebill.com slash bad. I'm going to give it to you one more time. It's truebill.com slash bad. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate, we can't believe they let us put it on the air. Meet my best friend, Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait, are you peeing? Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Allie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone, Mary, Barry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Kien, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone Mary Berry is brought to you by Sakara Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. Okay, next. She says, the only time I went on a Tinder date was with a guy who was into film. He, they always say they're into film, right? They always say film or like, I'm into cinema. They always say cinema. Like, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal is that kind of guy. Like you'd go on a date with him and he'd be like, well, in cinema, I hate him so much. Okay. The only time I went on a Tinder date was with a guy who was into film. He told me he was working on a film with his friends and I asked what the genre was. He replied, dark comedy. Well, I thought he said dog comedy. And I responded with a confused look on my face and said, like hotel for dogs. I'd never felt so stupid in my entire life to make matters worse. He is now dating a friend of my husband's. So I have to see him all the time love that for me. I think we do need to talk about how the dog comedy is a dead art because I grew up with real bangers like Air Bud and um, is it Beethoven? Wasn't there a dog named Beethoven? Anyway, and now every dog movie is super sad. Like they always die or it's about some like treacherous adventure. Like I just want a dog that's a wide receiver. I don't know how, how hard that is to accomplish, but justice for Air Bud. Okay. All right. Next. When I was 12 at my cousin's birthday party, she was turning 15 and I felt like a boss ass B B <laughs> she spelled, I think she meant to write B Och, but she wrote B I T C H O T C H. So bitch Och. Anyway, I love when you guys edit your swear words in my submissions. Like so many people edit them or they're like, I can't believe I'm about to say this. And then they drop like an F word or something. I'm not going to tell anyone. Even if I did tell anyone, I don't know who these come from. They are completely anonymous. I sometimes wish they weren't because one time I had somebody message me and say, like, basically tell me how much they hate me. And I wish that I secretly knew who it was. But unfortunately, they are anonymous even to me. So no need to edit yourself, guys. I'll edit it for you if you want me to. So she is at her cousin's birthday party. She's 12. Her cousin's 15. And she feels like a boss ass bitch. I was talking with a cute boy from her neighborhood with a whole circle of people around us. I could not have been more pumped. I don't remember how we got on the poop talk, but everyone was laughing and talking about poo poo. And I blurted out that I love sharding myself. (laughs) No one laughed. The cute boy quite literally moved three steps away and I could have truly 
passed away. Don't know why I said it. I have never sharded and I have never gone a day without remembering that terrible, terrible day. This cute boy and I hung out a few years later and I asked him if he remembered and he definitely remembered vividly. We still made out and cleared the air. So I, (laughs) we still made out and cleared the air that I indeed do not short myself. (laughs) The ages of like 12 to 16 are just consistent foot in mouth moments or embarrassing moments. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel very different than I did as a kid. I I don't know if that's common. I don't know if like I need to talk to somebody about that. But when I look back on like eighth grade me, I like still feel very connected to her. So when I remember really embarrassing things that she did, like she accidentally snot rocketed all over this kid Tim's paper and it was horrible. Like I still feel like that's something that I would do and I would probably react the same way and feel just as embarrassed. And in case I haven't plugged this enough, if you guys have not watched the first season, I like the first and the third seasons, the second season's fine, of Pen15 on Hulu. It's the best comedy writing ever, but it's also, it will give you cringe diarrhea 15 minutes in. It's all about two girls in junior high and it's so spot on. You will not believe it. Okay, let's go on to the next story. She says, I was visiting a childhood friend and I saw a picture in her kitchen of a couple kissing in the same pose as the day in Times Square photo. I think that's the one of like the soldier coming home and they're kissing. I think that's what it is. It looked like two men kissing and my friend is really conservative and traditional. So out loud, I said, wow, how progressive of you that you have a picture of two men kissing. She said, that's me and my husband. She was in her Air Force uniform, (laughs) Air Force uniform, and her hair was slicked back. I've never been so embarrassed. Needless to say, that is the last time I ever assumed anyone's gender. Yeah. You know what I got to stop doing? I got to stop doing this with babies. I have got to stop because I always think that I'm confident in it and that if if I'm wrong, I can handle the embarrassment. But uh, spoiler alert, I cannot. I met a girl. Well, I didn't meet her. I actually knew her in high school, but I ran into her on the plane. She was on one of my flights and she had her cute little baby there. And I was like, look at him. And she was like, that's a girl. And I was like, you know, we should be able to laugh this off by now, but I still should just shut my stupid face. Okay. Next one. (laughs) Called to schedule my son's circumcision, but instead I said, I'm calling to schedule my son's vasectomy. (laughs) Listen, are circumcisions in or are they out? I think there's a conversation to be had. I mean, not with me. I would not like to talk about this. But I feel like people are deciding not to circumcise, right? I mean, if you do circumcise, you can sell it to skincare. You can sell the foreskin, probably make a lot of money. But, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to slowly back away from this conversation and just say whatever you decide to do uh, with your child when they're born. I'm just going to defer to your judgment because I don't think I should probably weigh in on that. All right. Next up, she said, I accidentally asked my doctor if he could seduce me before a procedure. When I really meant to sedate me, I guess it was also combined with induce. However, the mix-up happened in my brain. I wanted to die. You know what? This is a failure of the English language. This this is not your fault. Seduce, induce, sedate, way too close to each other. Way too close. I feel like there's a word for this in the English language. Let me let me look it up. Hold, please. Well, you guys won't have to hold because I'll edit out the pause. Okay, so it's called a contronym. Two things that sound alike but mean something completely different. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, this isn't a contronym, uh, the the one in the story, but do you guys want me to teach you what a contronym is? Okay, fine, I will. 
It's when a word can be used in a different context and mean the exact opposite. So something like clip, which would mean to like you, it could mean to fasten something onto it or detach. Like if you clipped it off or if you clipped it on. And that is very interesting. Thank you for attending Phonics with Maddie. Let's go on to the next story. I used to work in Nord- I used to work at Nordstrom in the kids' shoes department. Parents would always ask if certain shoes were for boys or girls, and I consistently would say they're bisexual instead of unisex on accident. This happened often, and it was terrible every time. Painfully awkward. Also, side rant, all shoes for kids are in fact unisex. Colors are just colors. Let your kids wear what they wear and wear what they like. Yes, I love a moral of the story. Yeah, bisexual. Uh, I think that's that happens in the office. I, I got to stop quoting the office. I think it might be chuggy. I think it might, it, I think it might be embarrassing. I, I can't really tell, but, uh, Michael Scott does call a suit he wears bisexual. <laughs> okay. Uh, she said, okay, buckle up. I think about this daily, a bit of backstory. This particular friend and I have known each other and been friends since elementary school in and out of closeness as friends tend to do. But overall we were super close basically our whole lives. We were in a not close swing. So anyway, they texted me that they were moving into my apartment complex. See, for most people, I'm sure they would love it, but I'm so introverted and I hate seeing people that I know anywhere, but especially in my space, even though I totally know it isn't my personal space. It's literally an apartment complex for many people to live. What did I do? I meant to text somebody and say, so-and-so is moving down the hall from me. That's way too close for comfort. And like, how do you recover from the fact that I sent it to them? You literally don't. Their lease had been signed and everything, and it was a done deal. And so I called them and I was just profusely apologizing. Like, oh, that wasn't for you. Like, obviously it wasn't for you. It was so awkward and they were hurt and upset because that's mean. I cried for hours because I felt so bad and I knew it was my bad, but like, what are you going to do? The damage was done. Anyway, I haven't told many people this story because I'm mortified. And on the off chance she ever listens to this, if it gets put in the podcast, just know that I am sorry still. And thanks for never bringing it up again. And sorry, I'm the worst. And I love you. (laughs) Right when I read that, I was like, I should do an episode all of like confessions, like people just confessing or apologizing to people and just hoping that they hear it on the podcast. Those accidental texts. I don't have any super, super embarrassing texts that I've accidentally sent, mainly because I actually am so paranoid about what my phone can do (laughs) that I'm extra careful. Like if I'm sending something to Matt, I like look at the text and then like look up at the name and I like look at the text, back at the name, back at the text, back at the name, back at the text. Like I will not mess around with that. I can't believe we can't unsend texts yet. I bet that's in the next year. Like if we can do that on Facebook, and Instagram, you can unsend things. There should be an unsend in texts. I cannot overstate this. Okay, next. One summer, I worked up in Yellowstone where there were tons of playhouses and live shows going on at all times. I worked at a convenience store and we would get actors coming in all the time for snacks and stuff, and they would often still be in their costumes. Anyways, a polygamous family walked in and <laughs> walked in one night, and I kid you not, I asked them what play they were in, To this day, I cannot get over the looks on their faces when they said they weren't in any play at all, actually. My heart fell straight into my butt and I cringe sweat just thinking about it. Yeah, but I mean, I will say, who can blame you? Who can blame you? I have worn costumes before and they have looked similar to what polygamists wear. So it's not really that crazy that you thought it was a costume. 
Okay. All right. Next on a zoom call cooking class that, that a high school friend put together, I was whining to my husband out a husband about everyone and their dumb kids and how they were so loud and unmuted. Turns out I was also <laughs> unmuted and someone had to tell me I died. Zoom, I I never thought that Zoom would be like such a humongous part of all of our lives, but it has been it has been the source of some of the most embarrassing moments of the last 2 years for me. Like the amount of awkward Zoom calls or like family zoom oh it's just it's so painful i never want to be on another zoom call for the rest of my life <laughs> all right next one this one might be my favorite one time i said to my aunt oh i wish humans could masturbate <laughs> when i meant i meant hibernate i don't even know how that happened uh this is actually a perfect opportunity for me to uh do a dum dum club submission that i've gotten a few times it's that a lot of us are now learning that hibernating does not mean asleep for six months. I thought that's what that meant as well. Uh, nope. It just means that they like sleep during the day and then they go out at night or something like that. It does not mean that they, I literally pictured like, you know, in rocket man, when they lay down and they have to have like the, the gas that puts them to sleep in their little pod. And then they sleep for like three months of their trip in space. That's what I thought hibernation was. I thought it was, you're literally asleep for months on end. But it's not. That's also not what masturbating is. And if you're not sure what that is, Google it. <laughs> okay, next. She says, I took an ASL class online in high school. Once a week, my teacher and I would have a one-on-one -on -one meeting virtually, which is the worst. The very first video call we had, I couldn't figure out how to get my video to work. Once I finally got that figured out, I realized my audio didn't work. He was signing to me as he was talking, which didn't surprise me because he was my ASL teacher. I pointed to my ears and mouthed, I can't hear you slowly to which he smiled and then messaged me. I'm not talking. I'm deaf <laughs> and I have never felt so stupid in my entire life. That one is quite rough. Uh, shout out to people who have these things said to them. And um, also I would like to give you all a collective. I'm sorry. All right, let's, let's keep the ball rolling. She says a few years ago around Easter, I was visiting an older woman who was in her late eighties who was staying in the hospital after falling. She was a sweet old lady who I had visited with a few times in her home, and she was always telling me stories about her life and also always talking about the many things that were ailing her in her old age. My husband and I went and saw her at the hospital in the long-term care area where there were two to three other elderly patients and two nurses who were setting up a table for them to dye Easter eggs. The entire time we were there, she told us about her fall and what had happened and the woes of her health issues. As we were leaving, I said, well, have fun dying. She looked at me wide-eyed and the nurse setting up the Easter eggs gave me a hard look too. And I quickly added, Easter eggs, have fun dying Easter eggs, and quickly walked out of there. We made it into the elevator before I freaked out and asked my husband if I had really just said that. And we both started laughing so hard, we couldn't believe it. I thought about it for days afterwards and it haunted me until I was able to go home from the hospital a week later. Oh, until she was able to go home from the hospital a week later. Here's the thing. That is that is pretty bad. I'm not going to lie to you. But you also went like it sounds like this is what you do in your free time. Like you go visit with the elderly, which is like number one spot for good place points is like visiting with the elderly. So I wouldn't worry about it too much uh, because you were doing a good deed. OK, let's go on to the next one. She says, so in high school, we had a few kids named Bobby in our friend group. These were new friends to me, so I didn't know them too well. Anyway, one of them was called Fat Bobby to differentiate him from the other Bobbies. 
I'm hanging out with Fat Bobby and I called him his name. Like I said, hey, Fat Bobby, come over here. I don't know. I honestly try to forget this moment in my life. Found out that nobody calls him Fat Bobby to his face. I literally thought it was a nickname his friends must have given him as a kid or something. I was mortified. I don't think he ever hung. I don't think I ever hung out with him again. He probably hates me and has self-esteem issues for life because of me. Listen, I really, I mean, I really hope Fat Bobby is okay. And the reason I feel like I can comment on this is because when I was in fifth grade, I remember I had two of my friends over. This is, this is, I don't even know if they would remember this, but I was in fifth grade. Okay. Fifth grade. And I remember because we were sitting on my top bunk of my bunk bed and we were eating gummy penguins. Don't ask me why I know that detail. And they both told me that everybody thinks I'm fat. And I feel like that moment can sum up basically everything in my life. (laughs) Basically every time I've ever thought that. So here I am almost 30, still remembering that my friends, my two best friends in fifth grade told me that. That is brutal. That is so brutal. Can you believe that? Let's see. How old are you in fifth grade? Like 10? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when it happened. And still now that makes me terrified of having children. Elementary school kids are, are really mean, really mean. So as somebody who was titled fat Maddie, well, fatty Maddie, um, I stand in solidarity with fat Bobby. And you know what? If I'm doing okay, fat Bobby's doing okay. All right. Uh, this next one, that one time I posted an Instagram selfie captioned, what a beautiful day to be alive on Memorial day. (laughs) My family never lets me live it down. Here's the thing. This is, this is far from the most offensive thing you can post on social media. I mean, like far from it. I actually want to get your guys's take because I, I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't know if this is lukewarm. I don't know if people agree with me on this. I'll put a poll up on my Instagram. I'll put a poll up on, if I, if it's not up today, which is when, when does this episode come out? It's the 7th, March 7th. If it's not on my Instagram story, somebody remind me to do it. I think it's extremely weird. I think it's extremely weird when people post photos of dead people. Like the, it reminded me of this because of Memorial Day and all these things. And like social media etiquette is weird. There's all these like arbitrary rules. But when people like post, like they go to a funeral and then they take a picture at the viewing and then they, they post it. I personally find it, find it very weird. Um, maybe I'm in the minority. Like maybe people think that's not that weird. Um, but I have seen it so, so, so many times. Um, and it's, uh, giving me the creeps just, just a little bit. And I'm being totally honest here. Uh, I feel like you can honor the person who died without showing their corpse on Instagram. You know, like that feels, it feels a little disrespectful. Feels a little disrespectful to me. Again, I don't know if this is a hot take, lukewarm, or even a cold take, uh, but I'll put a poll up just to see how you guys feel about that. All right, next. Okay, PG 13 warning. One time we went to Chipotle with, or one time I went to Chipotle with my boyfriend. We were sexually active, (laughs) worst term, and I wasn't on birth control, which is relevant, I promise. Anyway, at dinner, I saw a coworker that used to be on my team at work, a male coworker, I should mention. Anyways, as we were leaving, I walked out of the restaurant and I very loudly started telling my boyfriend, hey, we really need to make sure we're using condoms every time we have sex, only to hear my boyfriend still at the Chipotle door yell my name and ask where I was going. I turned around in horror to find that it was my coworker I heard walking behind me, not my boyfriend, (laughs) who apparently took his dear 
sweet time getting out of the restaurant. Thankfully, the coworker just kept walking like he didn't just learn intimate details of my sex life. I was mortified. Nothing to be ashamed about. Nothing to be ashamed about. Practicing safe sex is something to be proud of. You should be bragging to all your coworkers about it. Okay. Uh, next, she says, I'm so embarrassed just typing this. My beloved neighbor and second mom was talking to me one day while I was in middle school. She asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up. Me not thinking instantly said, well, I wanted to be a secretary, but my mom told me to aim higher. She looks at me and just laughs and laughs. And then I realized that this woman is a secretary. In my, in my moment of horror, my jaw dropped and I started apologizing and dug myself deeper and deeper into that hole. Well, she was okay. I just still can't believe she talks to me today. Pretty sure it's the day that my extreme social anxiety started. Okay. A few things here. Being secretary. If any of you out there, secretaries or like work at the front desk, I personally think it's like the sexiest job in the world. Like I'm, I am telling you when I got my job as a front desk lady at a spa, I, I literally felt like I had the sexiest job in the world. Nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. So if your dream job is to be a secretary, please, please feel no shame. I think it's probably my lifelong obsession with Devil Wears Prada that I think being a secretary is like literally the best job in the entire world. Okay, next, next story. My husband and I were going out to dinner with another couple. This is the second time we'd hung out with them. The wife I'd known almost my whole life and the husband works with my husband. We were waiting to be seated and I was having a hard time making conversation when my husband brought up his dad, who's a deadbeat piece of shit. And for some reason, I looked at the other husband I'm getting to know and I said, oh, that's right. Your dad's a deadbeat too. Where I'd gotten this information from, I don't know. He then looks at me and says, yeah, well, he's dead. I wanted to die. Why had I said this? The good news is that we're both socially awkward and the four of us are the best of friends now. However, they won't let me live it down and I probably apologize for it every six months. The fact that like <laughs> the fact that she said, I don't know where I got this information, like that you just went up to a guy who you were getting to know and you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Your dad's a total piece of shit. <laughs> you didn't even know. Oh, it's so bad. OK, uh, next, I'm an ER nurse and I had a patient whose phone would not stop ringing with the most obnoxious alarm I've ever heard. The patient would grab his phone, turn off the alarm, and then about three to five minutes later, it would go off again. This thing sounded like a tornado siren or something. Nothing I've ever heard on a cell phone before. Absolutely horrible. There was a procedure going on and a couple of the medical staff were at the bedside, so we were all pretty confused. After about the third or fourth time, I said, wow, sir, I think it's time for a new alarm sound. That one's pretty crazy. To which he replied, that's the alarm for my daughter's blood sugar. It's really low and I can't get a hold of her. This one is so painful to me. This one is, this one might be one of, if not the worst for me. Like I, I know I said this at the beginning of the episode and it's everywhere on the description, but these are the moments that keep you up at night. You know, like when you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. I, even like the big things that I did wrong, even the things that I did on purpose that were mean or the fights that have gotten in, those don't even keep me up at night. It's these, it's the, it's, these are the dark horse of insomnia. Okay. Next up, she says, deep sigh. Oh, I think it's, I should do the deep sigh. <sighs> this story gives me the ick about myself. So I'm going to give you the condensed version. Basically, I was starting to hang out with this friend group that was very much already established and, a, and super close knit. They invited me to go on a trip with them. And a few days before we left on our trip, my friend who was kind of in with the friend group sits me down and tells me everything she thinks I'll need to know about everyone before we go. This included some very juicy information about a specific guy and girl in the friend group who had gotten frisky on a previous friend trip in a camper. 
when they thought everyone else was asleep. They were not asleep, for the record. This information was definitely not essential, and I immediately wished I could unlearn all of it. We go on the trip, and we're having a good time, but I'm having a hard time not thinking about these two people differently. While on the trip, the girl involved in the camper shenanigans starts talking about the guy she did stuff with and how his penis was really small. Again, I did not ask for this information in any way, shape, or form. I get home from the trip and was texting my friend about all the tea because I knew she would die. This is what I get for gossiping. I sent her a text telling her the whole camper story, and I even included a line at the end that said, Blank said his weenie is tiny. That's right, tiny in all caps. Almost immediately after I pressed send, I was met with the most dreadful combination of human emotion as I realized that I had not sent it to my friend, but I had in fact sent it to the boy with the tiny weenie. Thankfully, I had therapy the next day, but I still don't think my therapist was compensated properly for the damage control she had to do on my spiraling. (laughs) It is better than sending it to the group message. I mean, we can look on the bright side here. At least it was only to one person. I'm telling you, if we could just lock down the unsend feature of an iPhone, it would save us all from so much pain. Okay, next. Uh, She says, not mine, but my mother-in-law. I was loading something into the back of her truck as we were moving, and it swung around and hit me in the eye super hard. I held it saying, shoot, I think I'm going to get a black eye. And she immediately responded, it's okay. People will just think your husband is good in bed about her son, referring to who knows what. I mean, I get it. I'm not here to kink shame. I'm not here to uh, tell you that if you like getting punched in the face, that's that's totally up to you. Um, I do think it's weird that the mom of the person who would have been doing the punching is saying, hey, that's the sign of being good in bed when you show up with a black eye. I personally don't think I would like to be punched in the face. Um, but, you know, I won't yuck your yum if that's what you're into. At a probably too young of an age, I learned what rule 41 was, which is like an internet rule. I don't know. I got read it like probably way too young. I was probably, yeah, probably not old enough to know this stuff. But rule for 41, which is the one of the rules of the internet. And rule 41 is if it exists, someone has a fetish for it. Now that I said 41, I'm thinking it could be a different number. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's 41, but if you feel like Googling it, I mean, by all means, be my guest, but I can't promise what you're going to find. Uh, yeah, probably didn't need to know that like at the young age that I was, but here we are. Oh, good. This next one, this next one fits right in. (laughs) It's a great segue. She says in front of a huge group of people one day, I said jokingly in a very loud voice because I am terrible at volume control. What is that smell? It smells like someone queefed in here. (laughs) The room went dead silent. I just thought everyone was horrified that I called out the fart smell until like 10 minutes later when I realized that I said queefed instead of farted. And it was way too late to bring it up by then and acknowledge my mistake. So I've just had to live with it ever since. I uh, I hate that I relate to this. <laughs> I hate that of all of the stories, this one is one that I'm like, I think I would probably say that if I haven't already said it. And honestly, reading a lot of your stories, I'm like, I think that maybe, am I just bad socially? Because I read these stories and a lot of them, I was like, I don't think that's that bad. <laughs> like I would do that on purpose. Like one time when I bought a couch, well, this most recent time that I bought a couch, I got it for a really good deal. And so I told the lady, I was like, oh, my nips are hard. Just like thinking about the couch price. And I'm pretty sure that somebody submitted a story similar to that. And I was like, is this a hint? Should I take a hint that I just should not speak to anybody in public ever again? Okay. I guess we're just going (laughs) to, we're just going to keep going with the, the fetish talk because this next one says my senior quote in my high school yearbook said, I have a fetish for Furbies 
because I thought I was being funny at the time. I didn't even know what a fetish was until it was too late. It's been 10 years and I still cringe about it every day. Literally thousands of people have a copy of this yearbook with my picture name and inaccurate claim of a fetish for Furbies. Yep. Bye. I'm kind of jealous of this, actually. I kind of wish I had a memorable or cool or funny or ridiculous senior quote. Whenever I see them, like, you know, when it shows like mega celebrities and it shows their senior picture with their quote and it's like something super poignant or it like applies to them now or something. I wish I had that so that if I ever do become famous one day that I could look back on my senior quote and be like, wow, look at that. She knew all along. But my senior quote is literally just it, the words say what Megan said, because I had a friend named Megan and we couldn't decide what our senior quote was. So I was like, I'm just going to say, oh, whatever you said, whatever Megan said. So that's my senior quote. It's actually kind of weird now because I do have a best friend named Meg who I call Megan. So it kind of still applies because everything she says, I just agree with her automatically because she's much smarter than me. But uh, yeah, kind of lame. So I'm jealous of the Furby fetish. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Bloom Nutrition. Do you identify as a hot girl with stomach issues? Because I don't need to remind you guys, but I absolutely do. If you're dealing with bloating or digestion issues, or you just don't know why you aren't feeling good lately, Bloom can help you feel hot year round without the stomach issues. Bloom Nutrition makes it easy and delicious to give your body what it needs to feel your best inside and out. Their greens and superfood powder blends fight bloating, they help digestion, they increase your natural energy, and they even keep your skin glowing. Bloom greens are packed with over 50 nutrients, including whole fruits and veggies, fiber, probiotics, antioxidants, and more all in one easy to drink formula that tastes good. You can mix it in water or in a smoothie to add to your daily routine. It comes in four delicious flavors, coconut, mixed berry, citrus, and original. Bloom is made for you, whether you're trying to recover from a big meal or a night out, or if you're into fitness. You know, I mainly identify with the big meal or a night out, but maybe you identify with the fitness side of things. Over 350,000 people trust Bloom to feel better every single day. And right now, Bloom Nutrition is offering my listeners 15% off of your purchase of their greens and superfoods blends when you go to bloomnew.com slash bad. I'm going to spell that for you. It's B-L-O-O-M-N-U.com slash bad for 15% off of your purchase. Again, that's bloomnew.com dot com slash bad for 15% off. This episode of the bad broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, which is your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often really are we giving ourselves the same treatment? It's kind of interesting how we do that. We always put other people above, like other people's needs above our own because we think that's what will make the relationship successful. But really, when you take care of yourself, you have a better version of yourself to give to the people around you. You know what I'm saying? I go to therapy every single week and I'm not being dramatic when I say it has absolutely changed my life. So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. 
BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Bad Broadcast listeners get 10% off of their first month at betterhelp.com bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash bad. Okay, next up, she says, I went to a funeral of my best friend's sister. She had a freak accident in the shower and passed away. When I went to hug my friend at the viewing, I said, I was so sad to hear this. I almost died. I can't believe I said that to the sister of the person who actually had died. I have never forgiven myself. Honestly, probably 25% of the submissions today were at a funeral, like something horrible that one of you accidentally said at a funeral. Therefore, I would like it to be a life rule. Just silence at funerals. How about nobody talk to each other? How about we don't make the people who have just lost somebody close to them make small talk with 500 people? Like that is just salt in the wound. I can't believe we still do that. Okay. That was the last submission that I'm reading. Um, but not because the episode is over. I still have I still have some things I need to say. And those things all have to do with Love is Blind season two. I wanted to do a whole episode on this, but instead I just decided to do a closing segment with all of my thoughts about all of the different contestants on Love is Blind. Um, by the time this episode comes out, the reunion will have already aired. So I've, I will have seen that by Monday. But while I'm recording right now, I haven't seen it. So maybe these opinions will change with the reunion. Um, but I'm just going to go off of just the season. I've I've watched the whole season twice of season two. And I just, we just need to talk about, about several things. I'm going to go through each of the contestants and just give you my thoughts. Um, I'm going to start with Jarrett and Ayana. They are like kind of like a non-issue for me. Like I get it. People are like, oh, but Ayana was his second choice and blah, blah, blah. They seem, they both seem like pretty normal. I don't know. Jarrett's dad is a sweet guy. I'm happy they end up ended up together, that they both said yes at the altar. I don't know. I think they're a good match. I think they'll probably stay together for a while. And I don't really have any beef with them, except that Ayana is very vocal about how like petite she is. Like, you know, that friend that's like, I can't even believe how small and skinny and tiny I am. And coming from somebody who was called Fatty Maddie throughout elementary school, I think that really like affected me to hear her talk about how tiny and petite and gorgeous she is. But I do like them. They kind of are they're kind of mellow. They're kind of mellow. Uh, should we just talk about Shake? Should we just get right into it and talk about Shake? Shake is the most fragile man that I've ever seen on reality TV. I've never seen anybody with such little self-awareness about how deeply insecure they are. Um, like guys who are actually confident and wealthy and smart and successful, they don't talk how Shake talks. They don't say things like, well, you know, my only physical requirement is that I can put you on my shoulders at a music festival. And they certainly don't say things like, yeah, dude, bro, I was going to break up with her. And I'm just like, so relieved that she broke up with me because like, I can absolutely handle it. Like I can handle it. First of all, Deep Tea is eons out of Shake's League. I mean, I can't even believe that for one moment he thought that he was out of her league. Did you see her on her wedding day? I thought she was one of 
the most stunning brides I've ever witnessed. She also just seems like very smart, head on straight. I loved what she said at the altar about choosing herself. Damn right, we're choosing ourselves, Deep D. So, Shake, I can't handle. He's not my least favorite on the show, though. Believe it or not, he is not the person that I hate the most. Um, should I tell you guys who I hate the most? Okay, I'll tell you who I hate the most. It's Nick. I hate Nick and Danielle. Not as people. I'm sure they're wonderful. Okay, hate is a really strong word. Um, but I hate them. And I think that they're not good for each other. Maybe they just got a really bad edit. Maybe they're really, you know, super compatible, but they seem so deeply dysfunctional and toxic for each other. And that's not even why I hate Nick. Okay. That's not why I think that uh, they shouldn't be together. I think they shouldn't be together because Nick has a sweating disorder. He's the sweatiest person I've ever witnessed. Why did they not do that ceremony inside? Why did they not do it in a different month? Why did they not put him in a short sleeve shirt? Anything to save us from the visual of Nick sweating. He sweat through his suit coat. Like that's how much he was sweating. And I've also gotten a lot of responses from a lot of people that say, well, he's probably gay. Does he give off gay vibes? Maybe. Am I going to assume his sexuality? No. Maybe he's a bisexual king. I don't know. It doesn't really make a difference because he's sweaty. And that's the main issue that we're thinking of. And I think that he's not very good for Danielle. I think Danielle has like some self-esteem issues. She needs somebody who's going to just like be bolstering her up all the time. And I don't know if that's Nick. I don't know if that's Nick. I was shocked when they both said yes. I was absolutely shocked. Also, Nick's family explains a lot. I mean, it explains a lot why he is the way he is. They were not happy. They were not happy that Nick and Danielle uh, were together, or they didn't seem happy that Nick went on this show at all. But uh, here we are. Danielle seems nice, but I just hope that she finds somebody who's like actually nice to her. Let's go on to Shane. Shane and Natalie. Or Nally, as Shane would say. He doesn't pronounce any of his syllables. He only says Nally. And Shane, I know what you're all thinking. Shane's on crack. He might be on crack. He also maybe has just not matured past the age of like 11 or 12. I actually really liked Shane. (laughs) I really liked Shane until the last episode. Same with Matt. He was like, this guy's like kind of amazing. He is kind of like funny and loud. Like I would never in a million years want to date somebody like Shane, but he wasn't the worst person ever until that last episode. And his poor mom, his poor sweet, sweet mom, his mom and Natalie's parents, both just like the most tender, loving angels I've ever seen. I was obsessed with both of them. But Shane seems unhinged in a kind of dangerous way. Um, The like sniffing and jaw stuff and anger and growls and weird behavior like that. It's either crack or sociopathy. And either one of those are not something I'm looking for in a partner. Natalie, I don't love her. Natalie didn't really grab me. I don't think that any couple this season actually had like true chemistry. Even Jared and Ayana, I'm like glad they ended up together. I bet they have like a fun time. But watching them, their chemistry is just off. And Shane and Natalie are the perfect example of this. No chemistry whatsoever. None. Natalie hates him. Like Natalie for sure does not like him at all. So it didn't surprise me that she said no. But yeah, after the wedding, when she said no, and they have that conversation, that's when you saw like the rage really come out in Shane. And I think that that is, I think it's, it's red flag number one. Like if I were to really think about what I like, think you should just run really far away from it's rage. The minute, the minute that 
you see a guy that you're dating in a stressful situation and he just flies off the handle with rage, that's when you run. That's when you run. And you guys know the type of rage. I'm not talking about like getting frustrated or getting in fights. It's that very scary like rage where you see them that they want to do something like extreme or violent and they're just like trying to hold it back. That's the kind of rage that Shane has. And it's terrifying. Let's talk about Sal and Mal. Sal has an opera degree and I'm so proud of him for that. I'm really happy for him. I don't want it near me at any point. I don't want anybody singing to me. Uh, People ask me that all the time with Matt because Matt is a composer. So they say, does he sing to you? And I say, absolutely not. He will never sit me down and serenade me ever. He did sing happy birthday to me once when we were dating and I was like, I'm good. I love to listen to Matt play music. I love what he writes. I love all that. If he sat me down and played me the songs that Sal played Mal, I don't know if I could withstand that relationship. I just don't know if I could. And as I'm talking about them, I think I want to change my most normal vote to Sal and Mal. They do seem like the most normal. I was actually very surprised that they said no. But again, it's because they are the most normal that they were like, is this the weirdest way to get married? Absolutely. Yes. Lucy asked me the other day if I would go on Love is Blind, like if I would be interested in this. No, I would not because I'm not afraid to say that it matters to me what the person I'm with looks like. That's where I, why I married somebody who I like the way they look because I'm shallow and maybe a worse person than them. I don't think it's too far of a stretch to say that a lot of couples in love is blind after they see each other. They don't like each other anymore. So is love truly blind? I don't think so. Are we even going to talk about Kyle and Shayna? I guess we have to. Uh, why they even tried it out, I don't know. Shayna is a staunch Christian and Kyle's an atheist. And they were like, it's fine. We can just work on our differences. You can for sure work on your differences. But if your differences are mm, the foundation of your life, not sure if that's something you should pursue. Call me crazy, but I just I just don't think so. Uh, so those are kind of my thoughts about each character. And I'm very excited for the finale, for the after the altar, after whatever it is. I can't wait. None of us are talking enough about how Love is Blind is actually the most insane reality show. There's something about it that feels so bizarre, even in comparison to all the other bizarre reality TV shows. I'm obsessed with it. I cringe watch it every night. Like I said, I've rewatched episodes, I've rewatched the whole season. And I can't wait to tell you guys my thoughts about the reunion. So go to my Instagram for I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll have shared thoughts there. I'll save a love is blind highlight. So that's all I have time for today. I am headed to do an Instagram QA with Becky Edwards, who's running for state senate. If you live in Utah. Go register as a Republican so you can vote for him. I had to change my party affiliation. Disclaimer, I'm not a Republican, but I will be voting for Becky. Just a quick little plug because I really like her, guys. I really like her. And local elections matter. So we should vote in them. Anyway, that's all we have time for. What a wild ride this this episode was. A lot of emotions were felt. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, review, follow me on Instagram, um, and be safe, be kind, be hot, of course. And I'll see you next week. Love you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.